Welcome. I'm Victoria Schneps from Schneps Media and Dan's Paper World today because I am delighted to be having with us Zachary Turnick, who is an associate broker at Douglas Element in one of my favorite picture perfect towns called Bridgehampton. So, welcome, Zach. I'm so happy thank to you. have you. Thank you. Thank so, you. Good to be here. Still so, honored. Zach Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, going back to your childhood a little bit, I like to skip right backwards to, you know, it kind of gives me a flavor of where you are today, but where you started and, you know, growing up years, who was your inspiration? Did you have somebody that kind of mentored you? Well, Vicky, it depends on how far we go back. But my mother was a Soho artist. We grew up in the village and I've always had a passion for architecture and art instead of being an artist, I always loved designing and building homes. And um, I guess, so it's a little bit from both my mother and my father, my mother being an artist and my father who actually put me into construction at a very young age. I worked for a lot of construction companies in the city building the towers. And I got to look at a lot of architecture and, and learn all the different trades. Well, when you, you know, kind of when you, that's a broad paintbrush of things. That Correct. I so, uh, you know, when you went to school, was that something that when you went on, did you go to college and study architecture? or all I did, it? actually. I did. I was not a tremendous student, but I did go back to NYU at night and I did study architecture and construction management. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess it, uh, to some extent it held you in good stead. I'm an NYU graduate myself. I used to feel like I was constantly lost trying to find my classes in all the buildings. <laughs> Did you have all your classes in one building? Uh, no, no. So yeah, you had to wander the paths. I don't, I can't imagine now with how many buildings that they now generated at NYU. But I think, you know, kind of like you're really an example of doing is learning. Yeah, it, definitely an education is very important if you're going to work for other people. But if you're going to work for yourself, then it's more about uh, on on the, the job training. I think a lot of, of the information that I have in my head, I've learned from doing. Well, you know, I think that's an unusual opportunity at a young age because of your dad being in that world. Did he drag you out to the sites where he was doing jobs? Well, actually, dad was an attorney and oh. he was a litigator and he did matrimonial. But one of the things he did was at a young age, when he was a young attorney, he worked for a firm where he represented unions. So that's how we got into construction between high school and college. My father put us to work in the unions, building the towers, both my brother and I. And we started at the very bottom, you know, mixing cement, carrying stuff around, working on a jackhammer. Did you think it was fun or was it, oh, I have to do this, dad? Yeah, no, that was not fun times. I mean, I, it was almost like being in prison because I worked so hard. But actually, by doing that, I got a work ethic. And I just and we did make quite a bit of money at a young age for the summer. What we would make during the summer would carry us through the school year. So, you know, this is uh, the taste of the good life, you know, by having more money in your pocket. You know, was your dad the kind of dad that said, look, I'll pay for your tuition, you pay for your expenses. I mean, how did it work out for you in that way? Something like that, yeah. He would match whatever I made uh, uh -huh. and he encouraged saving. Well, you know, it seems to have been working, right? Yeah, no. Definitely. Um, I'm a hardworking person for sure. Still doing it. We work seven days a week. Well, you know, I think it's um, something uh, to be said about that when it's in your DNA to work. I find that when you're looking for staff, like what you're doing now in Douglas Element, uh, how did you make the journey to Bridgehampton? It's such a picture perfect town. 
Well, it goes back to 2001 when the towers fell. I've been coming out to the Hamptons for a long time, but when the towers fell, I lost a few dear friends on Wall Street and I finished up business in the city and I made my summer home my primary. I was one of those people that transitioned here, just like we did with the pandemic. You know, so in 2001, came out here. Then I started my own firm, but I joined forces with Douglas Elliman about six years ago. And Bridgehampton is between Southampton and East Hampton. We thought that would be the best office to go with because we, we, we sell um, from south to east pretty much. Sometimes we go further west, all the way to West Hampton. And other times we'll go a little further east, but primarily that's where we work. We figured that that office would be the best office for us. So, you know, being with a company of uh, that size, is there an advantage for you to be able to uh, have that brand part of your business? Oh, I think so, for sure. You know, the Douglas Elliman name carries a lot of weight. We have a, we cast a large net. Uh, they have incredible marketing uh, and, and reach. It makes people feel warm and fuzzy that if they're going to give us their exclusive, that I'm not just a small firm by myself, that I have a big team behind me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. When people go out to look for a broker, what, what should they be looking for? In, because, you know, whether you're buying or selling, I know that selling is everything in the real estate business to get the uh, listing is where you make your money. Am I correct about that? No, we, we actually, you make your money both with the selling and the buying, I think it's a little harder to be a buyer's agent because you must find a house that they pull the trigger on. Typically, if someone's going to list their house for sale, it eventually will sell. You'll make a commission, whether it's one side or both. So you make it both ways. You do. Well, in terms of the market itself right now, you know, everyone's talking about how high the interest rates are. When I bought my first house, the interest rates were 17%. I, I totally agree with you. My first house, I paid eight and a half and nine percent on a second. And I just knew it was important to get in the game. And it was the best thing I ever did. Never look back. And I tell anyone, if you buy real estate in the Hamptons, you'll never regret it. It's a safe investment. It's fun. And it will always go up in value. So tell me, you were here in the 90s. We're up to 2022. Tell me what you're seeing in the market now compared to when you got started. So look, we over the last few years, we had tremendous success with selling at a rapid pace. Uh, New York City used to sell their real estate much easier than we did because it was a necessity instead of a you know secondary home. So a lot of times we'll put a house on the market, we'll throw a party, have a raffle and food to beg the brokers to come. And then maybe then they'll bring their clients and then they'll come and offer us between 10 and 30% off the asking price. So in the last couple of years, we didn't have that problem. They would buy things immediately. They would pay full price. And things have slowed down slightly, but we're selling a lot of homes still. We're selling them at near asking price or asking price. Not so many over ask, bidding wars over ask, but we're still getting top dollar. And even though the interest rates are now rising, they're still very low. Well, you know, there's all this uh, uh, feeling that, oh, the market's dropping. Not in the Hamptons. I, I think in the rest of the country, we might have to watch out. But if it's your primary residence, you're going to be there a long time. And you're always going to have dips, just like your stock portfolio going up and down. So if, you're, if, you're, if, if it's your primary home, I think you have no issues. If you're going to speculate, I would be careful in other areas. But I think in the Hamptons, we're pretty much isolated and um, exempt from 
the worries of the world because it's a special place. I, I don't see us crashing out here. You're living here full time. How yeah. do you see the winter? What, what, is, what, uh, what are you seeing? Are you seeing more friends, people? Are you developing a circle of friends of people who stay here real round? Yeah. When I first met my wife 18 years ago, we would work hard during the week and only see our city friends and a few locals on the weekends. Uh, now they're coming and staying and maybe only going a couple days to the city or not at all. So, no, there's much more of a social life out here year round. The restaurants are open. It's, it's, it's a much better environment for people that have been in the city and want the taste of the country, but, but still having the luxuries of New York City and the fancy restaurants, et cetera. Some of the locals are not happy about the change. And I understand, but I, I actually like the way things are going. I, I think it's um, a better environment to live full time. Well, you know, I, I love when people say, well, you know, it used to be, I could park easily. I used to, I said, would you get real? It's today. <laughs> Let's look at today and the benefits of today. Because there are so many exciting things happening. I'm doing a WABC radio show about what's happening in the Hamptons every week. And I read, you know, uh, read up on what's going on every weekend. And there is just so much. There is so much. You're right. Whether it's high season or what we call low season. Uh, or shoulder season, it's um, a happening place. And it's just, I don't think there's any place as beautiful. The skies are bluer. The clouds are just wispy. Um, it, it, the green is green and all those beautiful hedges that are <laughs> very evenly cut. So I think, you know, what, what are you seeing um, in terms of any development? Are they going to be building some more condo groups for people who say, no, I'm finished with the house? Yeah. And actually, as you get older, it's a nice a compromise from not being in a city apartment or having to deal with all of the worries of a home is a condominium. Uh, I don't know if it's the best investment. It's, it might be uh, a good investment, but maybe not as good as a primary home. Oh, sorry, a, a, a private home. But it, I, I definitely think it's a great way to downsize as you get older. But back to you said about the, beautiful, the beauty of the Hamptons, you're correct. Uh, the sunsets now are amazing. Uh, it is still crowded in town and hard to find spots, but uh, doesn't bother me. I'm happy. Well, I think that's a very good way, you know, to talk about giving some clues to people about how to be successful. You've made a great success for yourself. You just recently bought another home. So tell me about what would you advise people about how to work hard to get to where they are? It's, it's true, Vicki, that, you know, if you love what you do, you're not working that old cliche. It's true, but I think you just got to be persistent and, and really focus, set your goals and, and baby steps every day to get to where you want to be. And just you just got to do it. There's no easy path um, and you just have to just keep working at it. Well, I think you said the magic word. You've got to have a passion. For passion, what you for sure. Yeah. And you don't work a day in your life. I mean, I think, uh, you know, for me in the news business, I'm having such a good time and we can make a living and have a good time, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, I hope you have a wonderful year. And I'm delighted to have this chance to talk with Zach Tunick, who is the associate broker at Douglas Element in Bridgehampton. So well, terrific, thank you so much for having me. Terrific time being with you. Thank you. This is Victoria Schnepp signing off until next time. Bye now. Bye.